Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Ms. Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Ms. Get Fit with Jay. Hey guys. On today's episode, we are talking weight loss surgery. This is a huge topic in the weight loss community. It's been considered by most people who have had at least 50, 60 to 100 or plus pounds to lose. And it's one of the most common things that we hear from our clients and you know just individuals in the health and wellness community who may have been trying for years to lose weight, who have been trying maybe only for months to lose weight, maybe feeling defeated, feeling like it's taking too long, feeling like they can't do it on their own. So they've considered either gastric bypass surgery, the gastric sleeve, or the lap band. So today we're gonna delve into what exactly those three procedures are, what are some of the benefits, what are the side effects, and how you can educate yourself to make the best decision for you but first wait wait, what wait what is our segment where jay and i talk about something we either saw heard or experienced in the last week that made us go wait Wait, what okay i'll go first so you know i'm i've been getting back into training well i've been bullied (laughs) let me say this by my sister so they're like you know what i need to do a few things i need to work out i want and i need a trainer and i'm like well i'm not training right now you know i'm not i'm not doing that right now right they're like oh yes you are doing that and i'm like no i'm really not training right now i'm just i'm taking a vacation from training i'm gonna get back to it but i'm not training right now so long story short I got bullied into it. They like, um, not only are you going to train us, this is both my sister, not only are you going to train us, but you're going to train us multiple times a week. My sister's like, well, I need, I need minimum three times a week. I'm like, really? Okay. okay. I didn't even want to do one. Right. So I, I agree to it because she's like, you know, how dare you be a certified trainer, you have the knowledge, and I need your help. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. So we set up this date and everything. Um... And it coincidentally was the first night after we all hung out. I think we were out to like three o'clock in the morning. Yes. We were out to three o'clock in the morning just hanging out downtown, um, Lisa and I and uh her fiance, my husband and everybody. And the 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 first training session with both of my sisters was at nine o'clock the next morning. Right. right? Yep. I remember that. I night. didn't cancel it, I didn't reschedule it, I didn't do I I you know, I came, I came on time and everything, text them in the morning, and only one of my sisters showed. So, um, you know, you and I had the conversation. I was like, uh, I'm, I don't, this is it. Like, I didn't want to do it in the first place. I upheld my end of the bargain. I came. Right. You didn't, and I ended up getting a text from my sister, Tajma, who said, oh, I overslept. I worked a double. I overslept. And um, I hope you didn't think I just blew it off. And, you know, my, and my whole thing was, oh, don't worry about it. You don't have to worry about it anymore, actually. You're you're on your own. Whatever you need to do, <laughs> right. you go ahead and do that. But if you were, you knew you worked a double. And just with anything that's important in life, yes, you need to make 
some type of plans or you know set your your alarm or do something to come and show up i did i got home at three o'clock in the morning and i still came because i made that commitment right fast forward so my mina doing well coming to every session on time just killing it so um I, and I, when i told hajma i said you know i'm gonna be training you she made little to no fuss about it. like really oh okay anyway that was the last i heard of it okay Fast forward to today, I call her to get some information about someone for this particular podcast about weight, uh, the, the gastric surgery or something that they had. I was trying to get clarity on what, which one they got. And she said, what you need to talk about is how your very own sister needs your help and you refuse to train her. Wait, Wait what? <laughs> what? I said, it's oh, oh, okay. I will talk about this on the show. How dare you? The audacity. I have not heard one single peep from her about, you know, because if you really want something, we talk all the time. We're close enough for her to re-bully me right. and be like, you know what? I messed up, but oh, when's our next session? Exactly. If you really wanted it. I've told her no about plenty of things. And she's like, um, no, actually it's not no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, right. uh, it's actually going to be a yes. Right. In case you didn't know. Right. So it could have easily, it, she want, you know how you want to shift the blame and you don't want to take a responsibility or have accountability yes. for something that you really never wanted to do in the first place? Yes. I haven't heard anything else about it. And we talk every day. So that was my way. What, like, oh. Since you uh, refuse, yeah, you need to talk about that on a podcast. Not even helping your own sister out. Like, oh no, my sister is not helping herself out. It, Tajma, if you're listening, listen. I'm here for you. I'm dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dedicated to your success. You know, come back if you're ready to be accountable, responsible, and take it to the next level. Okay. Yeah, shame on you, Taj, because you know what, like you always say, I never forgot when you said when we were talking about people canceling things at the last minute or not showing up or not preparing their food for the next day. Right. Um, And you were like, but it wasn't really an emergency or unexpected. Like you knew you had to work a double. You knew you would be hungry. You knew you had to get to the kids to school at a certain time. You knew you had to work. You knew the errands you had to run. Like it's only an acceptable excuse when something came up that literally was unexpected. That was literally unexpected. Yeah, because I know somebody who has never really taken a lunch to work because they got to get their kids up in the morning and take them to school. <laughs> like, what? Like you've been doing for the past how many years? Yeah, this was, was it a surprise to you? Did somebody else normally take them? <laughs> right. And you didn't know you had to, and that was the time you normally prepare your lunch. Exactly. Like, you couldn't have done it the night before. So, it's about how much you value it. That's my really my answer when it comes to anything. Because I was just asked about, um, you know, how do you... I told someone I worked out five times a week now and um they were like how like how life doesn't even allow that i'm like life life does allow that you don't value it enough yes that's the end of my i didn't even go on deeper than that like well you could do this oh you know how you could do it you don't value it enough yeah yeah. you have to value it a hundred percent yeah very rarely is anything in your day truly a surprise right you know so it's about making time for the things that you really care about my way what so I was coming out of a gym recently, right? Mm-hmm. And I went next door to the Dollar General. Mm-hmm. That was directly next door to the gym. And I walked in and one of the trainers from the gym was in there. Okay. And I looked down in his hand and he had a three pack of ramen noodles. 
Wait, what? And so this trainer from this gym was buying ramen noodles. And see, he walk, he's walking up to the reg register. And so the um, cashier is walking up. And the cashier is like, oh, you know, grabbing some lunch. And the trainer's like, yeah, I didn't have time to make me any rice this morning. So any carbs will do. You know what? Your re my way what is not even that. My way what is for you not slapping it out of his hand. <laughs> that was your responsibility. That was your civil duty to go to him and slap it out of his hand. Why all I could think about was when he passed, check his autopsy. It's oh, <laughs> check his autopsy. Raymond Noodles is killing people out here. <laughs> Raymond Noodles was, is the cause, the direct cause of death. Right, right. I'm like, will any carbs do? Because those are killing you slowly. Oh, no, uh, you should have hit him with, you know, it'll be the perfect day to fast. You know, you. <laughs> Today oh. is the perfect day to fast. Right. If you didn't take your lunch, we just bring it back all the weight what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check last week's weight what if you need to know about the relationship between autopsies and Raymond noodles. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I got uh, another weight what. So do you, a few years ago, you posted something about um, pork rinds. Yes. And it was hilarious. You were so extra about it. Like if you eat pork rinds, your kids need to be removed from your home. Like it was just really <laughs> ridiculous. And I was, my tears was coming. It was so funny. The post was so funny about uh, pork rinds. Yes. And I hadn't seen it. And then you had so many comments under it. Like what? Everybody was defending their love of pork rinds or either uh, agreeing with you. So the other day, I'm in Aldi. Okay. The grocery store. Yes. A man in his like six, maybe 60, looking cool as ever walks up to the aisle that I'm in, walk down the aisle that I'm in and just grabs him a bag of pork rinds and just keeps it moving like nothing just happened. <laughs> wait, 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 sir, wait. I need you to show me some respect. You're not going to act like you ain't just grab pork rinds in broad daylight and, and act like I'm right. supposed to be Pork rinds is one of them things you grab in a gas station when nobody else there. Hurry back Late to your night. car. You need to buy them in the night. back seat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're not allowed to just publicly buy pork rinds. Yeah, he and, and he looked like, if you said something, he would defend his love of pork rinds. And just, to the death. To the death of him. I was like, wow, sir. Like, you are, you just did not acknowledge my presence. Like, he didn't even know me. Like, because if you saw me standing here, you shouldn't have dared reach for them pork rinds. Just out of respect. And so you went on to post. Oh, yeah. So I went on to post. Um, Please unfriend me if you eat pork rinds. All Thank right. you in advance. You too far gone to be saved. <laughs> I did, there's nothing else I could do for you here. You're past the level of, of help. You you have reached yeah, a point of no return. There's definitely telltale signs when you can't help someone, and or when or when you or can. when you can't. And yeah. Pork so rind. if you eat pork rind, you definitely there's no, you know you might need a, a higher level. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know how like a doctor will refer you to a specialist. Right. Like, right. We're not for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. yeah, for sure. Dang pork rinds and then and then what makes it even funnier a man is gonna say i eat pork rinds and and i said i said you so you trying to tell me you eat fried pig skin and that's a great snack for you he said yes i am <laughs> <laughs> i you, 
said what you enjoy, sir. Ain't nothing. <laughs> you have to respect somebody's confidence and their choices. Yeah, yeah. You have to respect. You gotta it. fall back and be like, oh, you do. Oh, okay. You gotta and humble then, yourself and yeah, walk I off. Yeah, I had to. I said, all right. And then I just told you fried pigs here, and you said yes, very delect that, and delectable indeed. There's yeah. nothing else you can say. I'm done. Yeah, that's it. Just like um, yeah, we coming back with all the throwback weight what's. Just like my weight what some episodes back, when I told you um, a family member told me he found out his uh he was losing his hair because he was eating dairy. Oh yeah, and and, and he's like, oh well, I'll be hairless. Yeah, hair, hair don't do that much for me. Anyway. I couldn't help him. It's nothing I could say <laughs> past that. Like if going bald. It's no. a sacrifice you're willing to make yeah. from eating dairy, then... Um, what can I really what say? Can what I power really do say? I really have? What power do I really have? You know? So, yeah, you're right. You got to recognize when somebody is like, I'm very confident in the choice I make and how dare you. So, our ju- our judgment was flaring up. You know what yeah, I mean? our judgment. I, I had to back down and say, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm glad you found a, a snack that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. thousand percent. Take care. So, I was um, recently at the gym... And I ran into a young lady that I used to see at the gym all the time. Okay. So I used to have a client that I would train three times a week at 630 in the morning. And um, this young lady would be on the treadmill faithfully every single time, working out, getting it in. And Mm -hmm. I mean, not on a treadmill, reading a book, Mm -hmm. not on a treadmill, watching Netflix or chatting to a friend. I'm talking about on an incline. Seriously. Sweating. And really, really working hard. Okay. And I used to be so proud of her. And, of course, I, I didn't know her. But we would speak just because we would see each other at the gym all right. the time. And we uh, end up chatting one day about nutrition. And, you know, right. so, you know, we were talking back and forth about nutrition. And I hadn't seen her for a while because my client ended up moving out of state. So I didn't have her at 630 in the morning anymore. So just last week, I'm back at the gym. And I see her. And she's on the treadmill getting it in as usual. So I stop and chat with her. Uh-huh. And I said, hey, how are you? You look great. She's lost weight. And I'm like, well, I see you still getting it in. I'm so proud of you. And she said, yeah, I think I'm about to get the surgery. And I said, what? And I can't remember. It was either between the sleeve and, or the lap band. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember exactly which one she was considering. But I was floored because... I was like, wait, you're in here yeah. all the time. You've clearly lost weight. You're clearly seeing results. Why would you be consider, considering getting the surgery? And she proceeded to just tell me how hard it is. And, you know, the, the weight isn't coming off fast enough. And, you know, the food is just really difficult. And she likes her sugar and things like this. And so I went into, you know, a whole spiel about... The surgery doesn't solve anything. You right. still have to do everything you would have to do anyway right. to maintain weight loss. The weight, you know, the things will still come off. Those surgeries are really high risk. A lot of people die from them. Like, all of right. these things. And um, I couldn't sell her. Like, I couldn't, I didn't walk away feeling like I think I convinced her. To, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I felt really sad about that because... She's put in so much work. And I guess I can see how that would make you feel like, forget this. You know, I've mm-hmm. been putting in all this work and I'm not seeing results as fast as I think I should see them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she, I, I, I'm not sure I talked her off the ledge, so to speak. And right. so I felt really, really bad about it because I had to go, I had to get to my client. But I'm like, what could I have said to convince her that she has the power within her? Uh-huh. To lose this weight, to get healthy, and to be happy with our body without going under a knife and without succumbing, without, you know, making irreversible changes to the body that Mother Nature intended you to have and 
you know, without removing anything out of your body. Well, rarely have I been able to have a conversation with anyone and talk them down uh, off of the ledge about, uh, you know, gastric bypass or lap bands or any of that stuff because it's it's hard for you to sell a point that they have to feel like they have to literally go through step by step the thing what i mean by that is when you get a surgery have you ever seen someone who got a surgery and they're really skinny or they're really slim they got to their weight and they still see themselves as big yes and the and, and i think a lot of reason for that it comes to drastically yes and if you would have went step by step and you would have been able to get those accomplishments step by step oh look at my arms turning up oh look i lost five pounds and then you would have built your confidence up naturally yeah but you never got an opportunity to go through those steps to build confidence because you remember how it was you oh look at my back you see that muscle right there oh look at my legs look a little bit oh they look more toned and then every little accomplishment you get a little bit more confident yes and then when you bypass that you literally you skip an opportunity to be confident in yourself. So although you're at that weight now, you can't see it. Yep. So that that's one. That's like the um, psychological effect of going some doing something too fast. Yes, for you sure. You have all those doubts. Like, am I really attractive now? Am I really? Um, you know, I don't see the person that I thought. I don't feel how I thought I would feel. I don't see the person that I thought I would see. Yes. So that's one of the things. And then we're going to go in more into depth about you know the physical complications and and you know the different things that the pros and the cons uh we, we won't just discuss the cons but that's that's definitely one of them yeah for sure so let's start with the most common one you know ga gastric bypass is considered the gold standard of yeah. all bariatric weight loss surgeries and so gastric bypass just like the gastric sleeve are permanent yes and the gastric bypass refers to a surgical procedure in which the stomach is divided into a small upper pouch and a uh -huh. much larger lower pouch. And then the small intestine is rearranged to connect both. Mm -hmm. So your stomach is split into two and your intestines are literally rerouted. Does that sound, I mean, I don't know. In my mind, that sounds very invasive. It sounds very, like, harsh. Like, what you're literally divide my stomach and then reround my intestines that sounds like a lot of moving and shaking inside of my body for i mean does it sound harsh to you or like not really because i'm trying to i'm trying to put my mind into a 500 400 pound mind okay you're you you might be seeing it from your frame like you're not messing with this body right but if i'm looking in the mirror and and it's hard i can't even go out with my friends and i can't find and I don't feel secure dating. And I feel like when I go on a job interview, they're not going to hire. If I'm dealing with all of that, right? Then, you, then, then a lot of people probably are out there weighing the sacrifices against each other. Like you know, you're right because poison, right? And you're 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 right because for me, all I have on the on the opposite side of the scale. So you got the surgery on one side of the scale, and for me, what I'm weighing the other side of the scale down with is my logic. Right. The the four or five hundred pound person is weighing the other side of the scale down with their emotions. It's exactly. exactly. So that makes a lot of sense when you say it like that, actually. Right. Because I'm just like, logistically, that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking. Who you really talking logical. to? Right. You're really right. Logical. But but you're right. When you add years upon years of possibly bullying, of possibly 
um, relationships being destroyed, being used by men right. or being treated a certain way when you add on years of maybe depression or trying and failing and insecurities. Splitting my stomach up and rerouting my intestines ain't sounding like a where do right. I sign? Where do I sign? So, but I, but, but we, we have to educate people on exactly what's happening because sometimes you get those moments of clarity. Right. And you're like, wait a minute, what am I doing? What choice mm -hmm. am I making? You mm -hmm. know? And so, like I said, with gastric bypass and a sleeve, and I'm going to kind of talk about both of those simultaneously because they're so similar. And then we'll, you know, talk about the lap band third. Okay. But gastric bypass and the, and the gastric sleeve are both permanent. So I mentioned what the gastric bypass is. And let me um, describe to you guys what exactly the gastric sleeve surgery is. So gastric sleeve makes the stomach smaller um, because half of your stomach is removed, leaving a thin vertical sleeve mm -hmm. or tube that is about the size of a banana. Mm -hmm. And then surgical staples keep your stomach closed. Right. So they literally remove a large portion of your stomach out of mm -hmm. your body and then staple the remainder together the size of a banana yeah and 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 i can see you know i'm playing devil's advocate here mm -hmm. i can see how that can sound very very um almost tantalizing to someone who can't say no right but this is the thing this is the thing that i think that i don't know if they explain it to them when they come in for the consultation all those things will still be tantalizing to you. You would still want those things. The only difference is when you do eat those things, the repercussions of you eating those things are different. So I think a lot of times when you get the, the surgeries in your mind, you're thinking, okay, because I, I, I love fried chicken. I love cake. I love cookies. I love pop. You, you're still going to love those things. It will not change your desires. It will not change your cravings. It will not give you... Um, a better outlook on your diet all it will make you do is respond differently when you eat it so if you try to eat it you're going to get ill like what are the side effects of of the um... well before we get into side effects i'm gonna just mention exactly what happens and how much weight you typically lose because one thing i will say about the sleeve is that when they remove part of your stomach, uh -huh. they remove the the part of your stomach that produces the hormone that tells you you're hungry. Okay. Which is called ghrelin. And so they remove the part of your stomach that produces that hormone. And so, allegedly, you're not even supposed to feel hungry. Right. To the point sometimes you have to oh, yeah, remember I've heard to that. eat. Yeah, I've heard that too. Right. So... We're definitely going to get into all the side effects of um, gastric bypass and the sleeve. But I want to give some quick stats on exactly how long the surgery is and how much of weight do you does the average person lose. Okay. Okay. So these are quote-unquote pros of the surgeries. So with gas, gastric bypass, you lose 60 to 80% okay. of excess body weight in the first year. So that's really appealing to a lot of people. Right. 60 to 80% within the first year. And then with the sleeve, you you um, lose 50 to 70% of excess body weight, but it's over the course of two years. So with the sleeve, it's much slower. Mm -hmm. And with gastric bypass, it's much quicker. And then also with gastric bypass, you, the surgery is about two hours and 45 minutes, whereas with the sleeve, the surgery is about an hour and 40 minutes. Um, so the sleeve is, uh, the surgery is shorter, but... It takes you about two years to lose 50 to 70% of the excess weight. 
My thing with both of these, though, is that it's surgery and you have to go under anesthesia. Right. You know how high risk just being under anesthesia is. Right. Um, and anesthesia is even more high risk if you have high blood pressure or high cholesterol. Right. That's scary. Yeah, because... Because a lot of people that that are obese are definitely coming with some of those conditions. Yeah, actually, a requirement for the surgery is your BMI has to be 35 to 40%. Um, over, I'm sorry. And at least, you have to have, like, hypertension, hypertension, sleep apnea, um, fatty liver, and all this different stuff. Like, you have to have diabetes. You have to... There's requirements for this thing. You Wait, can't you're just, saying you have to have those conditions to have the surgery? Yeah. Um, a, a ethical doctor, like they will, um, you ha- you're supposed to. I'm not sure if all you're supposed to have hypertension to have the surgery. Yeah, you have to have those things. Yeah, I read it on multiple um, different sites. Like you have to have those things. Like you have to be at high risk. Oh. You have to be high risk to go to get it. So if you are just a person that's overweight. And you just want to be slimmer, mm-hmm. you're not a candidate and your insurance won't pay for it. But if you're like it's extremely overweight and you have um, really bad diabetes and hypertension and all this stuff, you need it. You have to lose weight. Right, to rid yourself of those conditions. To rid yourself of those conditions. However, it escalates your chances of some- mortality or exactly, something. Because, yeah. especially if you're going under the anesthesia, um, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean yep. that is really, really that hurts. Heart but, disease. I mean, it's just, it's just really crazy what you're supposed to have to get this to be kind of eligible for the surgery, right? Uh, but you know, when these weight loss surgeries came on the scene in America, you know, it turned the medical world upside down because it makes them billions, billions. on just oh, like they're making money off of obesity, right? Right. And um, I doubt there's a lot of doctors who aren't turning people down that don't have those conditions they're just like oh you're overweight yeah i know i know that it's money money talk money that's, that's supposed to be how it that's is. right i'm sure it's no I'm longer sure it's like not. that i'm sure it's like hey i i don't i can't lose weight or i need to lose weight and wow can you help me but those are supposed to, to be, be the conditions yeah like your wow. life is literally hanging in the balance and if i don't get this surgery right i don't have time to do it slow and I work don't it ha- off exactly i got yeah. you exactly, okay yeah with the gastric bypass too because the weight comes off so fast, it increases your risk of having saggy skin and stretch marks. Um, with the sleeve, you're not as at risk of having saggy skin and stretch marks. And like I said, it's a it reduces your hunger mm-hmm. um, because they've removed, like I said, a large portion of your stomach with that hormone that tells your brain that you're hungry. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I was just reading this, and I, and I can't help it. I just have to go back to logic. But I was just thinking, like, why would I want an entire part of me that's producing a critical hormone mm-hmm. removed? I mean, I know. I know the argument. Like, right, you right, ain't right. sad. You ain't hurting. You ain't depressed. But I was just like, that is a, that's high, high risk. It, you know, I always think about how some people think we don't need certain things in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just remove my appendix. Oh, remove my gallbladder. Oh, throw somebody a kidney. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, you get in situations where you have to do it. But a lot of people think you don't need, I've heard people say, you don't need an appendix. You don't need a gallbladder. You don't need, like, no, Mother yeah. Nature did not make any mistakes. You need everything you came with. That was, that, that's the exact point that I was going to make, is that all of these things work in unity. Yes. And they're not, they're not their own separate entity. Like, it's not, you know, when your foot hurt, that can mean you have heart disease. These things work 
together. And when you remove something or you, you change it up, you're going against how you were designed. And it affects so many things. That's why it's so surprising to people when, um, when I always go to diet, when they say something is wrong, something is wrong. Because when your sugars is up and down or when you're, something is too fatty in your body, it's throwing off a lot of functions. Yes. And then that, that can make your back hurt. That can make your head hurt. Yes. That can make you have acne. That can make, it affects everything because everything works in, un, in, in unity. Yes. So when you take some, or you, you make it smaller and you weren't supposed to, or you make something the size of a banana that you weren't supposed to, Wow! you, you, you increase your risk of so many other things happening. You do. You do. So let's delve really quickly into the side effects of gastric bypass and, and the sleeve, you know, so you, you know, you, the benefits, you lose weight quickly, it's a quick surgery, and like Jay said, if you have some pre-existing conditions, then you really set yourself up to rid yourself of some of those conditions. But the side effects? Mm-hmm. Oh, the side effects. The, it's a laundry list. Um, just a few, for example, nausea. And I'm going to rattle off some percentages. 70% of people that have these surgeries have recurring nausea. That's a high percentage. Yeah. And, and nausea and is not never, comfortable. Oh, I was about to say, if you've never been pregnant or if you've never experienced nausea, is one of those things that will make you miserable. Yes. Nausea is a very miserable experience. It and is. If it's constantly repeating itself in your life, then you're going to be a miserable. You're going to be miserable. Right. I can't, I couldn't imagine having chronic nausea. No, me You either. know, um, dehydration, 65% of people who have a gastric bypass or the gastric sleeve experience dehydration. 60% of people experience indige- indigestion. And then hypoglycemia. Now, this one was interesting to me because it could potentially, if you have chronic hypoglycemia, you could have to possibly get part of your pancreas removed because of it. And your pancreas is, is important. It's not one of those things. I know you said people are like, I don't need my appendix. You'll never hear someone, you'll never hear someone say, I don't need my pancreas. Right. You need your pancreas and you need it functioning very properly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, could, I couldn't believe it. Like it could get that serious where, and, and we've heard, you know, horror stories of people having a, a gastric surgery and having to go back for more procedures, more procedures because things are just, you know. Or having to get a blood transfusion every single month i know someone she used to work my mom her daughter had to get blood transfusions every six weeks every six weeks from having weight go, loss surgery yeah from weight loss surgery for the rest of her life for the rest of her life she has to get blood transfusion every six weeks wow imagine that like these side effects you think side effects when you get something permanent that means your side effects will be permanent as well True. But most of the time they're True. not like oh i had to take this um this one thing because I had this rash and I had side effect. No, this is for the rest of your life. You may have nausea the rest of your life. You may have, uh, uh, you know, blood transfusion the rest of your life. And that's a huge sacrifice you're making. That's crazy. Um, that's so crazy. Another side effect is gallstones. So it says individuals who have gastric bypass surgery have a 33% chance of developing gallstones which are pieces of cholesterol and other matter inside your gallbladder. And it's painful. I, I, I had that before when my diet was horrible in my 20s. Uh-huh. And um, it's, it's really painful. It's extremely painful. I bet. Yeah. And some, and um, 
another another surgery. Some another um, surgery, yeah. some surgeons remove the gallbladder to to deal with it. If you right, know. yep. So you're just going back. Take my ball, gallbladder. Take part of my pancreas. When does it end? You don't, and you have and the cra- you don't know. Like you don't know what until may happen to you. And it's it's too late because th- these are permanent surgeries. Yeah. You know, um, another big one. Another big one is um, gastrointestinal leaks, like bacteria and fluid mm-hmm. leaking into your stomach area. Mm-hmm. That is so dangerous. You know, those microbes and those um, living bugs that live inside of us, they're supposed to stay in a certain area. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to get to. And so, you know, getting leakage into another part of your body is so dangerous. Um, and one, oh, there was one I wanted to talk about. It's called stricture. Have you uh-huh. ever heard of this? No. So stricture is when a constriction of the stomach becomes inflamed, preventing food from properly entering the stomach or the intestines. And so there's an 8% risk of getting stricture from gastric bypass or the sleeve. Um, it's, this condition occurs mostly with the gastric sleeve, mm-hmm. um, and it results from a buildup of scar tissue around okay. where they removed part of the stomach. Um, and it can be acute or chronic, and your symptoms are usually food intolerance, nausea, vomiting. Wow crazy um i'm just like wait a minute you know this is i I wonder how educated you know a lot of people are before going into this and then how well does the doctor or the surgeon educate people on a potential risk because if it's lower risk like stricture there's only you know it says eight percent of people is this something they mention i'm sure it's something they mention um, but you know how you get on a plane and the and the stewardess oh, <laughs> look at me mind now. <laughs> you know how the stewardess always tells you where the emergency exits are. Yeah. With the be- mask over your face. Yeah. Do this and do. How but many I, times have you ever leaned for and just really been like, right? You know, it, it's you just like, in there yeah, picturing yourself in a bikini. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that ain't gonna happen to me. Right. So it's like, yeah, they probably tell you. They could even stress it to you. Or you probably sign off on it. Or is what you, you sign do. Off I'm a hundred percent sure you sign off. I on it. I know you sign off. You on don't it. read it. Exactly. Yeah. And um, they may mention a few things. Right. We don't read the terms and conditions. No, <laughs> you definitely don't take the terms and conditions home and, and start research before you make a final decision. Exactly. No, you set your date before you've left the office. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely they, you're definitely getting told in some form. But eh, I, yeah, like you said, just, I'm picturing myself sitting on the beach in a bikini. Yeah, hundred yeah, okay, percent. Let's, let's get this thing rolling. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, one more I wanted to mention that is one of the most common side effects mm-hmm. of gastric bypass or the gastric sleeve, and that is this condition called dumping. Okay. I had never heard of it before. Um. I, what I had heard of was people getting the surgery and just not feeling well uh-huh. after eating certain meals. And people saying stuff like, oh, I can't have that anymore. It makes me sick. So dumping is this condition where there's there's early dumping and there's late dumping. And early dumping is 15 to 30 minutes after a meal, you start feeling really, really ill. Nausea, diarrhea, cramps, bloating, dizziness, sweating, and vomiting. And it typically occurs after the consumption of really sugary foods or meals that are really high in carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. And so because your intestines have been rerouted in your body, Mm -hmm. 
you start experiencing malabsorption where your body can't absorb as many calories as it could on a normal sized stomach and because of that the high amount of sugar that you consume um, causes your body to be deficient in some critical nutrients and it causes you to be really really ill because the little space that you have to absorb vital nutrients you're using it up to eat sugar uh-huh. or carbohydrates or things that are just like not nutrient dense um, dumping is really really the most popular side effect from this surgery um, and so that's that's early dumping 15 to 30 minutes after the meal and then late dumping typically occurs it could occur up to a couple of hours after a meal the same symptoms dizziness diarrhea fainting hunger bloating yeah. sweating um, and it's usually a type of hypoglycemia, so your low sugar levels. Mm-hmm. Um, this was huge to me because no matter what I read and looked up, everything mentioned dumping yeah. and about you getting really ill. So, and low sugar levels is, is really dangerous, extremely dangerous. It is. Um, it's the biggest fear when it comes to uh, diabetic being diabetic because you know you give yourself insulin, or and then it lowers your your levels, your sugar levels, but the What's complicated about that is it may lower it too low, and then you can you you first start feeling weak, and then you could go into a coma from your sugar mm-hmm. level, pass out from your sugar levels being too low. So that's definitely um, something that you don't want to play with or mess with, around with, and try to avoid if possible. A thousand percent. Yeah. And you know what? The first thing I thought about when I when I read about dumping mm-hmm. was how dare you rob me of my privilege to have a treat. Right. Whenever I'm ready. Because who I can still develop this discipline. Right. I still have a donut every couple of months now. Mm-hmm. How dare you rob me of being able to have a slice of my birthday cake 10 years from now? Wow. I don't know why that was so deep. I'm like, why? You, you know 10 years from now that you will not be able to yeah. enjoy a slice of cake. No matter the occasion. No matter the occasion. I don't care if it's your 50th wedding anniversary. Right. No. Really. Like, I, you know, maybe have now developed this discipline. I'm on a good diet. I've lost weight. I feel good about life. But if I want to have an off week, you know, where I know I've developed discipline, I know I'm not about to gain all this weight back, but I want to enjoy, you know, I'm on vacation with my girls or something. I no longer have that privilege. Yeah, I don't know why I've never thought about 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now where you're a whole different person. Yes. And you're like, oh, I don't need this. But it's a lifelong decision that you have made. You have made. Right. Right, where you've removed that option completely. Right. And it's inside of your body. You know, because some people fear making lifelong decisions. I don't want to get married. I don't want to be stuck to another person. But when it's inside your body, there is nothing nothing you can do like there there's nothing you can do about it wow you know um i remember when i was considering getting my tubes tied and the, my doctor took me into an office mm-hmm. and gave me all these scenarios if both your kids died would you want another kid wow and and it stopped me in my tracks because i'm thinking about my life right now right i got two kids i got a son i got a daughter i don't need anything i'm else. set right and i'm like oh my god it took my breath away I was like, wow, you know, the parents don't, we don't want to think about that. Right. And he just gave me a lot of different cases. What if you married somebody in 10 years and they didn't have any kids? And you, you in another headspace. Yeah. Financially, so you in a you different place. Not, the, the lady that's sitting in front of me right now may not be that woman in 10 years. Yep. So you better think long and you better think hard because 
you may not be you may be in a whole different headspace or you may be in a whole your your whole life something traumatic could happen and you have to think about these things he said if your answer is not 100% without a doubt in any case scenario that you want to have this surgery no matter what then do not get it not even a mustard seed of doubt I love it now that was a good position he, he yeah he ain't play he took me to his office all, that was old school he took me, I sat in the leather chair across <laughs> from his desk and pushing you to greatness boy I mean this is unrelated to the medical field but I remember one of my clients told me when she first started nursing school mm-hmm. she um took a chemistry class or a biology class and it was like her one of her first so it's kind of like her introduction to what her curriculum was about to look like for the next few yeah. years and the class was super hard and she went to go drop the class and a professor told her oh I don't drop female students sorry what you about to succeed I was what? like wow she was like it's because of him that I graduated from the entire school university what did he mean she said, he don't drop females he probably did it to the men, men too if they tried to drop who knows well I think at that time especially and it was it? Ner- I don't know. At that time, especially, and she was like in that class. You know, it was one of them hard classes. Male dominated. Male dominated, and he's like, I, I don't play with y'all. You gonna sit here and learn this? I will not sign your papers to drop this course. Now that's what. Go I'm have talking. a seat. <laughs> several, 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 if you will. Several seats. I said it is amazing how individuals are placed in your life literally to push you to greatness. Sure. She said, "I never forgot. He has he has been my source of motivation ever since. You will you're not allowed to quit. You're not allowed to quit. I saw it coming. Yeah, you're not the first. Right, you be the last. Right, I saw it when you was walking over here. <laughs> I love it. I reserved yeah. I reserved the whole row in front. And in that, front, <laughs> go have several. <laughs> so, that's all for you. No, ain't nobody else in there. <laughs> All oh, those seats is yours. Hello, chapter two. Right. Anyway, moving forward. As you were. Uh, so, um, are, is there anything else about the gastric bypass surgery? Before we get into lap band? Yeah. Um, oh, I just wanted to mention the dumping, and I think that was it, because I'm going to save the psychological side effects for last, because we could do that with all three. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, the last one uh, we want to talk about is the lap band, and I think the lap band is the, it is the least invasive. And what the lap band does, it's like a silicone, a silicone band. It goes around the upper part of your stomach, and so it, it reduces the size of your reduces the size of your stomach. And so, so the lap band is the only one where they actually put something foreign in your body. Right. Okay. Right. Well, staples. Do you consider that foreign? No, the silicone band. No, I'm not. I'm talking about the ga- the gastric bypass. Oh, right. yeah. No, because. No, I, staples. That's boring. I, I, I guess, but yeah. I was talking about something big. And Intentionally, like this is part of the yeah. surgery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that's why is they consider that a little safer. Okay. Um. However, the lap band has just as many. It's funny when you were naming all of the side effects. It has just as many side effects. And one of the side effects of the lap band is if you eat or drink more than your stomach pouch can hold. Uh huh the pouch will stretch and the food will back up into your esophagus and you can have like esophagus issues and they will have to do um, esophagus dilation, stretch your esophagus. It's really, it's so many things that you don't really hear about or, or you know how social media can be 
really horrifying how people love to horrify people yeah but when you hear these stories it sounds like oh that wouldn't happen to me oh, right and that's a two percent chance yeah or something. and, and yeah. this stuff is really really uh popular um the requirements for the lap band is just the same your bmi is supposed to be like 35 or 40 um over 35 40 percent um you need you should have i hate to say you should have because it sounds crazy but you're supposed to have for the lap band diabetes heart disease uh, you're supposed to have some type of issue where you feel like your your life is uh, at, in jeopardy or right, at risk right. and that you need to do something that can um, lower your chances of mortality mm-hmm. by doing something, you know, a little bit more than just eating right and exercise because you may not have that type of time. Right. So uh, the lab band, I'm just going to go ahead and name a few things for the lab band. And I know... Um, a few people who are considering getting the lap band. Yeah. And I and I had a conversation with them and I was like, Why would you why would you do that? And they were like and then they shrugged it off like it was no big deal. And we put we this society, this this two thousand this millennial society is so weird to me because as I'm getting older, the people around me is getting older as well. But it's almost like we're on two different two different the opposite spectrums of life like how do how do i convey to you that this is what you absolutely should not be doing and you have everything in you to do what you need and you're worth the time you're worth the effort you're worth going for that extra mile for yourself yes um the the side effects are are endless you can have blood clots bowel function changes um gallstones you can have indigestion, mm. food intolerance, nausea, vomiting, pneumonia, port problems. So the band itself can become like infected mm. and, and shift and uh, pouch. It's just it, it was just it's a lo- it's a bacterial lo- infection is a really high risk with these surgeries. Um, yeah. I was reading about how careful the doctors have to be when they're stitching you up because the incision. Um, where they, you know, cut your stomach or remove mm-hmm. your stomach or have to staple, um, it can get really infected with bacteria, and you could be hemorrhaging on the inside. Like it, it's so, it's super high risk. It's super high risk, and it's super pop. I don't understand how something so popular because I've asked, you know, you and I, you're the only person I know who's willing to go uh, skydiving with me, mm-hmm. and everybody else like, oh no, I uh, ain't doing uh, that. Uh, uh, but no. I'll have gastric bypass. Yeah. And I'm just like, the risks are so, and I know it's like, it seems like apples and oranges, but it goes along with the concept of how we project these things onto society and normalize it. And we, and we, we, we make it seem as if it's okay. Yeah. And, and something else is outrageous because you don't know many people who have done it. And it just seems dangerous. You don't see people just jumping out of planes yeah. over 696. Like, yeah, like, is the plane going down? No, then I'm going to stay in my seat. But when you weigh the risk of certain things that you would not do versus getting on a table, getting anesthesia. Um, some people are even allergic to anesthesia, and they don't even find out until they're under. Woo! They don't even so find true. out until they're under. So true. You know, because it's funny. Every time I go to the doctor... A new doctor for something. I went to the um, what is the skin doctor of uh, the dermatologist. dermatologist, and they and you always have to fill out that paper. Are you allergic? And I and I always feel crazy saying no because I don't know. I may be allergic to a lot of things, but mm-hmm. as of now, I have not found anything yet. Yep. You don't know what your. It could be the doctor's gloves while you're under. It could be 
so many things could happen and you do not want to take this I, I don't want to minimize it by saying unnecessary but you don't want to take this risk for yourself you have everything inside of you that you need to get the job done uh lisa has a client right now how many how, how many pounds is she down tracy yeah oh tracy's down over 120 130 now 130 and she's steadily growing it's, it's just amazing and you to know see her testimony it's very amazing because at her biggest tracy was 600 pounds and now she's in the threes because she lost 100 before she came to me um and she's in her threes now but what's funny is that the gym that she goes to mm -hmm. every Tuesday, mm -hmm. they have a uh, gastric bypass surgery meeting. Oh, my God. I remember you told me something about that. Before. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, coach, every time I go to the gym on Tuesday, they literally stand out there and like wave you over. Like, come on in. Everybody at the gym. How you target? Why would you have the gastric bypass meeting at the gym? Where clearly the people is coming there to work out already. They have their mind in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. They're you like, feel oh, me? That needs to be know. off site. You don't entice these people that they're on the treadmill and now That's you know exactly. it's like a plate of cookies. Like, eh, maybe I should go check it out. That's exactly the type of people they want to entice. Like, let me know when you try to run around like a hamster on that treadmill and, and only get losing some, get a pound a week. Work. Yeah, let's right. come get that real work. You know what I'm saying? You gonna get this surgery? Yeah. <laughs> so. And she's like, Coach, they have a, a meeting every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. She's like, one of my friends begged me to go to the meeting with her, and I went, and and she lost a friend because her friend decided to she wanted to have the surgery and got mad at Tracy for saying, no, I'm not having it. I'm going to work out and eat right and just do it the natural really? way. And, then, and her, her friend was like, how you going to back out on me? And we was going to do this together. And they really got into it about it. And they had cookies at the meeting, too. Just FYI. I said, what? She said, oh, yeah, coach. They be having sugary snacks right there at the meeting while you learning about it. People munching on snacks. I said, if That's this almost ain't. exploitation. It's to, right. To a degree. Because it's so. The thing about this, you know, it's it plays on people's emotions so much. You know, our aesthetics and how we feel about our body and our self-esteem. I mean, that ties to so that determines what you do in life every single day and what you accept, what you accept, what you go after, what you don't go after, what jobs you apply for, you know, who you choose to be in relationships with, what events you decide to go to with friends. Like it plays such a huge. So when you go somewhere and they tell you you lay down and in two hours you wake up 100 pounds heavier, lighter, excuse me. That's enticing. So people signing on this line at meetings eating cookies, not really thinking about how life-changing this truly is and not necessarily in a good way. And it's subliminally, subliminally, subliminally. Pull it together, baby. Sub, Pull it. Subliminally. You got it. You can do it. I believe in you. I think I just did it subliminally, <laughs> suggesting you can't do it. Don't even bother. And with it being on site at the gym, it's it's subliminally. Whoop, 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 whoop. Two times in a row. I, you hear me? Look okay. at that girl. Look at you, her. You, watch me work. Telling <laughs> <laughs> you that you can't do it. Yes. And you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ramirez and I just had a discussion um, about because I was saying like how everybody, you know, my same spiel, everybody can do it. You can just, you got to focus. You got to make a decision. You got to go hard. And he's like, well, you had a bunch of help. I said, no, no, I, no, I didn't. From who? No one. I he said, well, didn't you have Lisa? I said, Lisa was living in China when I started. Right. And I said, nobody else was, nobody else was working. I didn't have a workout partner. And I said, as a matter of fact, when I first started, it was a little harder because Bryson was very young. Both of my kids were uh, young. 
Um, Morgan, I think, was six, and Bryson was four, and mm -hmm. and I was like, I had to take the every time I went to the gym to the track, they had to go sacrifice. They had to go. I wouldn't. I would not sign up to a gym unless they had a kids area. I had my uh, schedule down, and and I told him, and at first I did it kind of wrong because I remember doing a whole bunch of cardio, and you were in China. I was like, I lost all this weight. I don't like my body. You were like, okay, you have to strength train. I was like, that's the it, that's the only help I had. Like every single step I did, every single thing I learned about my diet when I gave up meat, I was on my own. Nobody was vegetarian. No, nope. nobody was. Nobody helped. Nobody. I didn't even have anybody encouraging me. Like. I was like, it, it came from a decision. It came from a decision I made to start treat my body with respect. Yep. And I was like, and from that, I built on that, and I did some things wrong at first. But when you are committed, you'll learn the right way. You'll definitely learn the right way. But you got to say, no matter what, I'm on this path, and that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to sacrifice whatever, whomever. Yep, to get it done. sometimes it's a whom. To, yep. To get, to get this goal. Yep, and, and that's just what it is. And that's just what it is, because Tracy has lost quite a few friends. As she's the, like, the more weight she drops, the more weight she drops. You feel me? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we clever today. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, before we bridge the gap for him, Jay, I want to talk really quickly about the psychological side effects and what a lot of people don't realize when they lay down for these surgeries. Okay. You may wake up physically different, but psychologically, you're exactly the same, mm -hmm. and. You know, when you have emotional eating problems or if you have an eating disorder, that doesn't change with these surgeries. Mm -hmm. So what, we're, what, what most people are betting on or counting on is that the way their body will now physiologically respond to trying to overeat or trying to consume a bunch of sugary stuff will stop them in their tracks mm -hmm. and will help correct the issue, right? Right. But just like you adapted to dysfunction before the surgery, mm -hmm. just you, some, a lot of us, we talked about before, are in chronic pain. Right. Chronic means all the time, mm -hmm. right? Chronic inflammation, mm -hmm. chronic cravings, bad habits. You might have a limp, a, a knee ache, a shoulder ache, a back ache, mm -hmm. swelling in your feet. That never goes away. Just like you adapted to that dysfunction, you will adapt to dysfunctions post-surgery if you don't tap into the psychological reason behind the dysfunction. Go on. So shut up. So <laughs> every, every, every podcast, I'll wait for you to say it. You you provoke me. So it is no. It, please believe, guys, that. This surgery does not get rid of your eating disorder, your emotional eating, the mask that you have with your weight. A lot of times we're carrying emotional weight and we're covering up and it's a protective layer. You know, um, you are required and they tell you this too. You are required to exercise. You are required to maintain a clean whole foods diet in order to maintain the weight loss and in order to avoid further complications right or possible more surgeries so you're not gonna get out of doing the work right a lot of people well lisa it'll give me a jump start if i can jump off with 50 pounds off then i can get in this thing oh yeah i've heard that. i hate yeah. to break it to you but you don't automatically develop the discipline you don't automatically develop the mindset you don't automatically mm -hmm. develop the squad 
right? That's something that grows that with the process. Is, right. You know what I mean? So you're not going to wake up 50 pounds lighter. Okay, like, boom, I got, it's just like at a, starting at a race, uh, a line at a race in the Olympics, right? Uh-huh. You about to race four other people in the Olympics, right? But they mm-hmm. tell you, you can go up 50 feet. Right. And you ahead of the game and you blow the whistle. You're not going to get faster. Okay. All right. You coming with the analogies today? You see? You're not going to get faster. You're not going to get faster just because they let you start 50 feet ahead. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You still got to work and train just as hard as the other runners off-site, offline, mm-hmm. to win this thing. Right. So it's a build-up. You don't... You, you, guys don't get this search i can't i can't get it out like just don't do it it's not worth the risk it's not worth what you're gonna put your family through and real quick jay we didn't even talk about the lifelong vitamins and supplements you gotta be on right that's insane they literally have a list of vitamins that you have to take for the rest of your life for the rest of your life post-surgery oh because that was with the uh, gastric bypass because you're not getting because your stomach is too small to get the proper nutrients, especially if you're not eating right. correct. Yep. Because nutrient deficiency meal. is yeah. a major side effect. And so to avoid the nutrient deficiency, you're taking supplements. And if you guys know us, especially me, and if you're a client of Professionally Fit, you know how I feel about supplements and vitamins. And I do not believe in them at all. Um, and, and so it, no matter what vitamin or supplement you take in a pill or powder or potion form... It will never perform like the real thing from its original state. A calcium or a vitamin C peel, for example, will never perform in your body like an orange will or kale will or spinach will. It just will never be as biologically in sync with your body. So you're not absorbing as much of it as you think you may be uh, because it's, it's been isolated and extracted and our bodies don't recognize it. So these surgeries, the risk highly, highly outweighs the rewards. And you still have to do the work on the back end. And psychologically, you do not wake up a different person. And so like Jay said in the beginning, you'll still see an overweight person in the mirror. Mm -hmm. You'll still be plagued with all of the insecurities that you had before. You're not just going to strut into school or work or into your relationship the next day. A brand new proud person feeling your best self. Yeah, definitely. Um... It's hard for a doctor to get you into the office and explain all the things that we explain. Right. So then as a patient, it's hard for you to be able to make a decision off of limited information. Yep. I know uh, we live in a kind of a microwave society where we want things fast, fast, fast. Okay, tell me what I need and okay, da, 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 I want this done. Okay. And I, you're not going to really take the time to do the research. Um, at the minimum, do yourself a favor and at least do the research. Yes. At least see the side effects. At least see some testimonies. And I'm going to be honest, most testimonies are from people who regretted getting the surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, they realize later on, after all the complications or after the, like, the, the mental and emotional setbacks, that they could have done it. And it's and it's too late now. Right. So if you are if you're a person that's considering getting the surgery, don't don't just look at the before and after pics. Don't because you don't know that person's story. You don't know what they went through. The side effects. You the additional you have surgeries. To yeah. Read and take your time for something that is permanent. And don't like the lap band. Don't get it confused thinking because because they say that it's um reversible. Um, but as we spoke about earlier. 
to get it reversed is even more complicated than getting it yeah, initially getting in the first a, getting getting lap band removed is that surgery is more complicated than actually getting it put in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can, but at what cost? At what cost? Yeah. A thousand percent. Let's bridge the gap for him real quick, Jay. Okay. Um, bridging the gap is our segment where we make the direct correlation between today's topic and your business as a entrepreneur or in your career as a nine to fiver, mm -hmm. right? How can we get professionally fit? with regard to taking shortcuts. As an entrepreneur in business, we all know that shortcuts, it may seem in the beginning that is getting you closer to success much quicker. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is that it's simply not. There, a lot, of, a lot of times we want shortcuts and so we do things like buy followers on Instagram, right? Instead of organically building our audience, right? right? And what do you lose when you buy followers, for example? You, you, you lose the opportunity to let the people know, get to know you mm -hmm. and to build or in a, an organic relationship and an organic community, right? Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not going to be generating leads. These are perfect strangers, right? So you want to appear as right. if right you have a huge following for example but you haven't done the work over time to get to know these people and allow them to get to know you so you don't know who you're marketing to you don't know what their needs are you right. don't know if you're targeting properly and not only that it's more than likely not going to generate into sales right so just like in health and wellness in business shortcuts are not beneficial shortcuts when we think of shortcuts we often think of all uh, how we get to skip the failures right we, right. we think we get to skip the failures but a side effect of skipping the failures is that you skip all the wins, mm -hmm. right? So you you lose both ways. Like, like yeah, you might not get up, put it back down, start over, quit, and go back and forth. You just wake up 50 pounds lighter when business is the same way, right? Mm -hmm. You might not take an L on these sales, and you might be able to skip, you know, growing all this organically, but you lose out on all the wins, too, and all the opportunities to learn things about not just people in your audience, but your business and yourself. And so when you don't jump the line and when you just do things and trust the process mm -hmm. and you take things in tow, you come out on the other end with a business that is willing, that can stand the test of time. And it's mm -hmm. not just one of these overnight businesses that's going to be gone in six months because you tried to do it too fast. You're trying to, you try to mimic competition, right? And you skip that growing phase that you really need to seal your position in your market. Right. It is so many examples of, have you heard of uh, overnight success? Takes 10 years to be an overnight success, is what they say. <laughs> you was ready. Huh? Why was you that ready? Since you came for me? Don't, don't question. <laughs> don't, don't try. I cannot. That ain't even the direction I was going. <laughs> uh, overnight success. So let's think about the people who, like, songs blow up overnight. How quickly they disappear. Like, when you think about Beyonce, and you think about Jay-Z, and you think about, like, Michael Jackson, he was on his grind since five years old, and how, how he had longevity. Yes. Because throughout the years, we got to know him, we got to, um, to believe in, you know, because you as a person are a brand. It's not, your business is not separate from you. You as a person, you're a brand. So when you do something, and you make this really quick, and then you're like an overnight success, you can become... A has been really yes. easy like yes. doing all of the work and putting some work behind whatever you want to do and not just like Lisa said gain popularity um, same thing with a nine-to-five when you're trying to get 
you know, the boss's attention or if you are the boss and you're trying to gain respect and you're taking the shortcut route, yes. um, you know, instead of if you're a supervisor, let's say, and instead of actually doing all the work like you have someone else do it for you and you really don't get to know the people up under or you learn the or process. learn the process. What form do we use for this? Exactly. Yeah. You're cheating yourself because when it, everything comes down to it. Everything comes down to being exposed and hitting the fan or hitting the light eventually. Oh, yes. And and I have never seen too many people who haven't been have to answer to whatever that they were trying to get around eventually. Yeah. You know, if you are a, a a person that is being supervised or if you're the supervisor, do everything you can to actually learn the company, learn the business, learn the techniques so that even if you do get help this one time, you'll know it for yourself. Right. I know some people who every time that they need help, they ask somebody and not only do they ask them, the person kind of like does the work for them. Yes. It's like you kind of, I mean, it's cool that they helped you. And if you want to like stand over their shoulder and watch them, that's cool too. But be, but make sure that you're learning. Don't go walk off and talk to someone else. Right while someone's doing your work because next time that problem is presenting you won't know it like shortcuts there is no there's no way well you can succeed do you, do you think a person can be successful um taking shortcuts to the top do you think a person can be truly successful i don't think they can um last yeah i think you can shortcut your way to the top for sure yeah you can jump some rungs on the ladder but I don't think it'll be lasting success, and like you said, you'll you'll eventually be exposed. Right. You know. So I don't know. Do you think As, somebody can be successful, shortcut their way to the top, and stay there? Well, you know, we always talk about um, it's not just success financially, but how do you mentally and emotionally deal with the fact that you don't know your job? That's that's a bit, or you don't know your way around this environment. Like for example, if you placed me right now. At a networking event in a room where everyone was multimillionaires, mm -hmm. right? Because I had a plug or I got somebody to get me in. Right. And I didn't necessarily earn my seat at the table. Right. I want to be able to navigate that room and benefit from it as much as I could had I earned my way into that room. Good example. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I get there, but I, you, you may not even realize how much you're losing out. Mm -hmm. Right. You just want to snap a few selfies. Say I'm in a room with so-and-so. I'm sitting at the table with so-and-so. I'm rubbing elbows with this, that, and the third. But you don't even know how to... You haven't even had enough practice with your elevator speech to present your business to these people. Yeah. Right? You didn't You didn't have enough practice with the lower-level thousandaires. Right. So when you get that opportunity in front of this millionaire who could potentially invest or expose you to their audience and blow you up, you don't even know the language, the lingo. You know, you don't right. know the terminology for that space. Mm -hmm. You know? 100%, yeah. Because I remember thinking um, or hearing on a podcast, so many people was asking to talk to this large audience because they was a speaker. And they were like, if we put you in front of this large 20,000 or 15,000, you wouldn't even, you don't want that. Yeah. That ain't what you want. Trust me. You may know how to work a room with a couple hundred people, but trust me, you don't want this yet. You don't want this football stadium. You, you, no, you, you ain't there yet. You don't right. want this type, you don't even want to do that to yourself yet. It sounds good. Yeah. But like, you, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Well, you, you're not, you wouldn't even know how to to work the room. You wouldn't even know how to have the conversation. Right. You wouldn't even know how to control, you know, your, the right pitch for this type of people to get your emotion across. This, that. You're not there yet. Right. And you haven't studied that market. The way you market yourself 
to a local business that you want to get your product in that store is not the same way you gonna market yourself to a multi-millionaire where you right. want to get their product, you know, your product on their website and in their hundred stores across, you know, three yeah. countries. Like this, like a Detroit boutique. If you're in the metro Detroit metro area, if you're and you want your items sold in this boutique, okay, you're gonna come at this boutique owner different than if you got a meeting with the CEO of, of Nike or something. Or right. so you go you you have to learn that game and learn that talk to get there. And right. how do you learn it by going through the process? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So yeah, you can have a uh, gift of gab. You can have charisma, right? Mm-hmm. You can fake it till you make it. But do you really want to? No. Like do the squats. Eat the kale. You know what I mean? Miss some events. Yeah. You know, fail. I was just going to say that and see and see that you have what it takes to bounce back. And see that you have the fortitude to bounce back. Yeah, a client had told me, she texted me and was like, I gained some weight back. I messed up. And I was like, that's a good thing. So now you know you have what it takes to jump right back on track. That is not failing for a second is not a bad thing. Um, to know I can fail and to know I have what it takes to get right back in the ring is so important. It's really important because that's a lesson that you learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. So taking shortcuts in business and or in health, guys, is ne- you're never benefiting yourself or the people around you. It, it's just it's just not worth it. Um, some quick announcements before we wrap it here up here on the show. I hope this was beneficial to you. I hope we share some information. If you have been considering one of these surgeries or if you have already gotten the surgery or you know someone who was considering the surgery, we would love to hear about your experience. Um, maybe share so we can share on the show as well. You know, me and Jay know people close to us who have done it, who are considering it. Um, but we want to hear how, you know, we possibly have affected you or your stories and feedback. So you can always reach out to us um, at itrain at professionallyfit.co um, and share share your testimony with us. You can also go to professionallyfit.co for past episodes as well as SoundCloud and Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. You can just search for Professionally Fit. Also, if you are in the Metro Detroit area and you are trying to get an unconventional workout, um, you're sick of the gym, you're sick of the track, you're sick of your kickboxing class, come join us at the Detroit Fit Mob, a fitness flash mob, a monthly fitness flash mob. Our next one is coming up next weekend on Saturday, June 17th. We are mobbing downtown Detroit. So definitely go to DetroitFitMob.com to register for that mob. It is absolutely free to the entire community. Men are welcome and children are welcome as well. We always have some kids with us. Um, Finally, if you are in the market to get professionally fit, if you are a career woman who is looking to up-level in your health because you realize that your health significantly impacts your performance on the job or in your company, go to professionallyfit.co and click on Get Professionally Fit and come get this work. Come get this work. (laughs) Until next time, guys, be well.